Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And this is our 1984 book by George Orwell. We are doing Chapter 2, Part 9-3. And the more that we go through this, the more I keep breaking it up. And I was like, oh my god, this is going to be five fucking parts. It's this stupid book within the book. That's what's fucking with us. It's like, in the book... It just, like, repeats itself. It's, like, the same information over and over again, and it's, like... It is very I, There better be a point to reading this book within a book. I'm going to be pissed if it has no, like, reasoning behind it. I don't know. But, um, so, recap on last week. We did Chapter 2, Part 9, da, um, Part 9-2, and this was the first part of Emanuel Goldstein's book. It was Chapter 1, Ignorance is Strength, and um, I, I finally get it. Ignorance is Strength for the Party. So I like that was when we finally got it, that ignorance is strength for the party. And the party wants people to be ignorant so the party can remain strong. It's like if the people figured out like what was really going on and that the party was like really not doing anything and that the the mass majority of people are the strong ones that are keeping the world moving and you know, getting fed and, and getting fed. I'm thinking farmers. <laughs> They're the ones that are literally feeding the world. And the construction workers are building the buildings. And all the people that are actually working are what's making the world move. And if the those people realized it, the party members, like the top, you know, one percenters, just like in our life, would oh, be... Yeah would be fucked. So they have to keep us ignorant. And that's why so many people get murdered and stuff when they start to reveal the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when they're just going to... people. I'm always scared that we're going to end up getting murdered once we dig too far into something. Oh, well, yeah. It's just like there they're going to be vaporized and here it's just like you You'll just, disappear you, just like that. No, they'll they'll say that you committed suicide. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what they do. They need a body for proof. Yeah, yeah. they'll say you they committed suicide. They don't just suicide. disappear you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then it goes on to chapter two. And, and remember, this is all in the book, the brothers, the Goldstein book of the Brotherhood. And um, this one is the War is Peace. And, and like it's like peace for the party. What the fuck? It goes into detail how the three super states became separated. And we find out there are slaves, a.k.a. they call them coolies. They um, they make up a fifth of the world's population. And then it goes into detail about how they keep everyone in a state of panic and emergency, barely giving them enough to live off of. Everyone is equal, yet more barbaric than they were pre-revolution. Mm -hmm. and, then, um, and then it goes into chapter three, and that's where we stop <laughs> yeah that's where that's, we, well, where, that's where we pick up we picked yeah. up yeah in the middle of actually it was in the middle of chapter three and chapter three is um was it that one war is peace okay so i found my place um so in the middle of chapter three is where we left off and now we're picking up again and so this is like i said the book 1984 chapter two part nine slash three dot three <laughs> part three of chapter of part nine <laughs> the book within the book part the book three. within the book yeah part three yeah part three i don't know <laughs> sounds good to me yeah it's very confusing and you know what this emmanuel goldstein's book is very confusing it's a different type 
font phase font Mm -hmm. and it's like so compressed and there's so much information there's no fluff it's all just like very big ominous words that like you literally have to like understand each sentence and each like you can't just it's not light reading like the rest of the book where it's like he said she said blah 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 this is like not like like Reynolds will be reading the constitution of America yeah we're not on a rendezvous with Winston and Julia and their sexcapades yeah now this we're is talking like, about the principles of war and it's and, like really ridiculous trying to get through this so yeah. bear with us guys we're trying to like summarize it as much as possible or as best as we can so anyway, so it goes back into talking about how war um, causes destruction um, physically by destroying any surplus, um, and it's like super simple just to destroy shit. Mm-hmm. And that is the purpose of war. To they they just want they, so they can build things up just to tear them down, build pyramids, temples, set fire to the surplus of goods. They dig holes, fill it again. It just seems like it's such a meaningless life. It's just so wasteful because. What is the point of building up temples and pyramids, which we know take hours and hours and years of labor and um, everything just to then destroy it it's once it's keep, made? It's to keep the workers ignorant. And to keep them busy. To keep them so busy and ignorant that they don't even realize that they're, like, working that like they don't realize they don't real they don't have enough time to stop and think about like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. why why are we working our asses off but everybody else is being all chill and like sitting high in their high rise sky apartments you know and they're not going to tell them like what the purpose of the temple the pyramid is they're just going to make it seem like it's very important we need, we need to, to do, do this it. this yeah. is what our task and this is very and important they even say that they produce vast quantities of goods just to set fire to them and it's to keep them in a in a constant state of panic and worry like oh my god we have to be at war to get our goods back when each country is can sustain themselves. Yeah. They don't need anything else. They don't. They, they just do it to do it, to control and manipulate the people, which is just, it's so power hungry and doesn't make sense either. Like, how can you want to live like that? So the real lazy people are the people on the top. Yes. Those are the actual, like, meaningless people. Yeah, it says, the morale of the masses whose attitude is unimportant so long as they are kept steadily at work but the morale of the party itself. So it's like all about the party. Yeah. Like they don't, all these need to keep the workers at a steady pace, just keep them working. As long as the party's good, that's it. Yeah, Nobody exactly. else is concerned about anything. No, and then, um, so like that was, so all of the stuff like building and building and all the ways is like the emotional basis for a hierarchical, hierarchical society. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in other words, it is necessary that he should have the mentality appropriate to to a state of war. That's, like, what the perfect party member, or not party member, but, Mm -hmm. um, not parole, well, parole, too. Everybody should be in a constant Well, he is just, like, the masses. Yeah. Like, he is just generalizing, like, it's just... Just the masses. Everybody has to say, yeah, exactly. So, the perfect party member is required to be competent and knowledgeable in their area, and yet be completely ignorant when it comes to the party. And whose main moods need to be fear, hatred, and adultation. Mm-hmm. And they just, yeah, they have to be, like, um, mentally prepared to be ready to 
not ready to go to war because they're not like military guys that are ready to go to war but they need to have that mentality of like we're gonna be at war any second like right now it's always like it's, it's imminent. always imminent it's gonna danger. be happening we need to we need to we're, we're so thankful for whatever little bit we get and we don't need more or we need to save we need to conserve we need to do whatever we can to help the party um so um, um the emotional state is more easily achieved in an atmosphere of war. Mm-hmm. So that emotional state of What's the that people. fear that they put in people. I and think. that's almost like now, like I know right now, like we in the in America and U.S. are like impending, like we're waiting for um, a recession. Like it's like impending doom. Like everybody's waiting for the big recession to come back again. You know. Mm-hmm. And, a lot, it's and people like, think in a lot of ways we are already in a recession with with just like prices of food going up and housing going up and like I mean we are in California so it is expensive to live in California but all parts of the United States are feeling it. They're seeing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I I believe that. But I think what's gonna happen is it's gonna there's gonna be a bust pop. Pop and be even worse, yeah. Yeah, like, something, I don't know. But, so it's like we're always in that constant state of fear, and that's exactly where they want us to be. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, like, literally feeding into it, into our own government, doing this shit. So, I also had this thought after reading all this. Emmanuel Goldstein, like, knows so much about the party, and it's like, this is the Brotherhood Handbook, Mm-hmm. But what what is the handbook? The handbook is then the party. I think that Emmanuel Goldstein is fucking Big Brother. Not fucking him, but <laughs> is Big Brother. Yeah. And that he literally is, like, controlling everything. He's the one that's pulling the strings. Yeah. But- and he's doing this yeah. in order to see who's in the divide and who's to keep a better eye on everybody. But they say that the they don't have a leader, though, supposedly. Like, there isn't one... For it's you, there's many and you don't know who they are and then like when that one that's dies what they off, say they but the in reality yeah. this handbook was made by Emmanuel Goldstein mm-hmm. which is laying out big like the party's mm-hmm. intentions yeah that's it's true it's so weird and then the more that I did this I was like dude that's gonna be such a, a plot twist mm-hmm. but the the party does have two problems that they're constantly trying to solve and one is how to discover against his will what another human being is thinking so almost like telekinesis they're trying to like learn i guess i don't know that's how that I was it. that was in a little that was about the science because there's no reason for science so they they have no reason to like move forward and they there's not even a word for science in newspeak yeah they, they don't even have it it's an extinct ideology and um, because they want everything to stay the same to keep the power and science science is like only okay when it's used for the diminution d- dim- for the diminution of dim- I can't say the word I can hear it in my head um, of human liberty so when they're trying to like oh, decrease yeah. human liberty and so they only use the science for two things and that's when another person is to figure out like telekinesis like you said and then how to kill hundreds of millions of people quickly with no warning mm-hmm. so unless you are a scientist that like could look into the smallest facial features mm-hmm. the extraordinary minuteness minuteness my, oh wait oh I wrote minuteness in my notes uh-huh. minuteness. The, the minuteness yeah. of gestures voice tones anything 
that is like a telltale sign of what someone is thinking. That's kind of mm-hmm. what the tell screens do. But uh, what really got me too was the truth producing effects of drugs. So it's like truth serum. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, it's it's it says the oh, truth wow. producing effects of drugs, shock therapy, hypnosis, physical torture, which they know we know they do anyway when they are going to evaporate or um, you know, uh, what's the word? Yeah, evaporate uh, you. Not yeah. evaporate you, but um, yeah. Stop waving your hand at me. It's not helping. <laughs> I was like, extinct you. Yeah, that word. Vaporize. Vaporize you. Oh, my God. Evaporate you. (laughs) Vaporize, evaporate, extinct. It's all the same fucking shit. It all means that. They they physically, we already know they physically torture people when they do that. But now we have, like, actual concrete evidence from this book that it's the scientists and the psychologists that that actually do it as, like, part of their study. Yeah. That makes it even worse. And then, um, so then the other kind of scientist would be, like, a chemist who works with the industry of peace. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that is with the chemists and the physicists and the biologists, their only interest is just to learn about how to take the taking of life. Like, yeah, that's their sole that's purpose. that's it. All they do is they plan wars, make better bombs, kill quicker, they need stronger armor, deadlier gases... Even even for, like, a silent but deadly virus to sweep across the world, they are trying to design, produce it. Silent They're, or deadly virus? COVID, <clears throat> you mean? Bill Gates. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or producing fake earthquakes and tidal waves. <clears throat> Project Blue Beam. What? We've never heard of those. I don't know. Who is um, this, Harp. <clears throat> Harp. And then, get this, and they destroy the vegetation all across the country, which is what's happening <laughs> here for real. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but China but, does own a bunch of fucking but no, but agriculture here. With all of, um, all the agriculture here is dying because of all the train derailments and all the bullshit that's going the pollution. on. Oh, the pollution. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, there's like a whole thing. Yeah. No, I remember that, but yeah. I didn't think about the train derailments. I was just well, thinking like, about okay. chemtrails and shit in the sky. No, I'm thinking about my yeah. fucking sriracha. Do you know I can't get sriracha right now because the red chili pepper that they use in the sriracha pepper or whatever is non-existent because they, they all died out? Like, they'll have to wait until next year. It happened last year, too. Oh, my gosh. It's really rough, Heather. It's really, really rough. I'm glad that's, I don't like sriracha. That's why I have to have Tolua, and I'm bringing in Franks and Tabasco and all this other shit. They're my substitutes. I don't know what to do. You're really hard up, huh? I am, but it's making it easier not to eat the breakfast sandwiches. Okay, so that... I mean, I have stocks. Yeah. Like, I have a stock. Oh, you have some at my house. I can bring it if you really need backup. Yeah. I don't eat it. No I know because I bring it to it. her house. <laughs> Nobody eats it. It's just there. I have it everywhere <laughs> except at home now. But I have the little Starbucks. They have little packets, like, you know, ketchup packets at, like, McDonald's. Ooh, they, every time I go to Starbucks, I'll ask for some just for you. Yeah. And I'll bring it. But they'll run out, too. They ran out last year, too. Well, because I always get a sandwich anyway, and I'll just get you, you the You need to ask her, too. Yeah, I will. So my car has a bunch of them. So I do have little stashes everywhere, but it's like, do I really want to waste it right now or should I wait for if I really gonna, need it? You're going to be like Winston. I'm rationing out my <laughs> sriracha packet. This book is really coming to life. <laughs> but this happened last year before I even read the book. It's it's really bad, guys. The so sriracha. it's a true prophecy. <laughs> yes, and that's the whole point of this book was it was like supposed to be, and now we're out of sriracha. 
It's all come to this. It's all connected. This was prophesizing my sriracha. Yeah. It knew that I would eat. (laughs) I see it. I see it. Really? Like, seriously. So, anyways, I literally have my next notes. That is exactly what is happening today. Sriracha. (laughs) Earthquakes (laughs) Earthquakes and COVID. (laughs) But, like, the number one is sriracha. Fuck COVID. Don't care about that. Sriracha is gone. (laughs) Guys, did you hear me? The sriracha is gone. Sand sriracha. Oh my gosh, we need. I have a PO box you can send it to. It's all poisoned. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Oh send my it god, don't say that. <laughs> sriracha people who make the sriracha, the manufacturers, send us sriracha's. Right. <laughs> do you um, want to get into some of the studies? Because I have bullet points of all the studies that they do. Oh sure, because I wasn't going. I don't know. If do I you was have going it? To. No, just you go. Okay, go ahead. So, um, going back to some of the studies, um, uh, the Ministry of Peace, as well as many other experimental stations hidden in Brazil forests, Australian deserts, or lost the lost islands of Antarctica. These are some of the studies that are included: war logistics, larger rocket bombs, in impenetrable armor plating, deadly gases to destroy entire continents of vegetation, which you touched on, deadly gases for disease germs immunized against all possible, you touched on that, for the antibodies, vehicles that bore into the soil, like a submarine though, which can go underwater. That's insane. But it goes in the dirt. And it goes in the dirt. I was imagining it when I read it. I was imagining it on the shoreline, like burning, like What's the word? Burrowing. Burrowing at the shore, like where the water, you know, the shore, and then going in like that under. Into inland? Into the dirt, like under. Yeah, on the beach and into the inland, like under under us right now. Like a submarine, like going. But in the soil. Yeah, like that. That's I don't, so I don't know if that's right, but that's how I... don't think that could even work. You would move the earth beneath us. I don't know. Like science wouldn't work. I don't know. But then they said airplanes as independent of its base as a sailing ship. So I don't really understand that either. Like airplane, I know what an airplane is. I know. That's why I didn't touch on those because I didn't understand half well, the Well, I think some of it to me, because this is kind of, I think that the way he was writing it almost seemed like futuristic a little bit. And I was getting, sure. I was getting vibes of, um... What is that genre of movies? Sci-fi? No, not sci-fi. The um, oh, it'll come to me right now, where they have like airplanes, um, like ships that that fly in the sky. Oh, like the Jetsons, futuristic. Not the Jetsons. It's steampunk. Steampunk. I was envisioning steampunk what machines. What the fuck is steampunk? I'll show you. Okay. But if people will understand steampunk, like a lot of people will, um, it's like a certain genre of um. I don't know. You might want to look it up just to see what steampunk is so you know, because I'm not going to be able to describe it. Okay. So, um, steampunk. Um, that's what I pictured. And then also focusing the sun's rays through lenses suspended thousands of kilomo- uh, kilometers away in space. And then producing artificial earthquakes, like you stated, tidal waves, and by tapping the heat at the Earth's center. Which I think that that's um, part of global warming and stuff. That's the that's the premise of that, is that the Earth's center is heating up and that's what's causing global warming and that's why we're having earthquakes now and stuff. 
Possibly. I, I, I think that's know. one of the theories, yeah. but it really shouldn't be a theory because it should be fucking science. Well, yeah. there's a lot of theory in science. There's theory. There's yeah, I guess still that's learning. all it is is theory. Go ahead. So then, due to poor leadership between the three super states, these projects never really come. Like, they never go anywhere. They can't. They're always in a state of standstill. Exactly. Because they're always the same. It's like it's like if you had triplets, and they all are the same, and they all possess the same powers and the same everything, it'd be like having three Supermans. Yeah. You'll never one-up each other, and it's mm-hmm. not designed that way. And the um, inner party already knows that the war is fake, and Oceania will always win, and it runs pretty much the whole world. Yes. And they've they've already like figured like they already know that it's fake. They, they the only time that they ever um, it's like um, they they fight. The only thing that they really fight over is the land that's like not territory where the coolies live, oh, like the yeah. the fifth of the population, and um, that's it. Like that's all they fight over. But they pretend fight over all this other shit. Then they do the treaty. Then they get along, and then they fight with the next country. They do the treaty. They get along. Then they fight with the next country. And it just, yeah, it's just like rinse, like, repeat, and, and rinse, repeat. And that's what's also, like, repetitive in this book, because they've already said that earlier. And he's just now kind of confirming it, because before that oh, was that said was with his. Winston. Winston was speculating, and now but we now know it's, it's like the a, truth. This is, like, a confirmation And then at, towards the end of this little, like, chapter within the chapter, the chapter within the book... Um, of Goldstein's, he, like, spends a page fucking summarizing what we just talked about. Like, we could have just read the fucking last page and been like, there, there's your summary of this fucking part. Yeah, I mean, because it's very repetitive and what he says. He yeah. does say a, a few things. But I think that is why, you're right, that is why I think that it's, that we think it's so repetitive. Because Winston's did. already we had already these, read like, it, yeah, yeah, earlier, and now we're, we're just getting the confirmation. You're right. But there are some things about the super states that, like, one thing that they were saying, the book was saying that is, the book within the book, <laughs> is saying it's remarkable that each super state already has atomic bombs far more powerful than anything that the researchers are trying to discover. So atomic bombs were actually first appeared in the 1940s, and they were first used in the 1950s. And they dropped hundreds of bombs on the industrial centers in Europe, Europe, sorry, European Russia, Western Europe, and Northern America, just all to convince those areas, um, like the ruling groups of those areas, to basically conform, and, and it was the end of organized society. And that's what Winston remembers, is all of those bombings yeah. in the 40s and the 50s and that was also confirmation of that yeah that that really that did was, happen i mean obviously there's ruins and stuff so they know they have that it happened but now he understands why it happened yeah so he's getting like more bits and pieces of like i can imagine winston reading it going i fucking knew it yeah yeah like, like i'm not like, crazy yeah I exactly think I put that in here somewhere that he's not crazy mm-hmm and that um, they they continue to make atomic bombs, but they just store them. And um, like you, like you said, and we've said, the art of war has remained stationary for thirty or forty years, and it's just this fake thing that keeps, keeps. But the going. masses don't understand that. No, they so forget. they think Even they're Julia, doing that something. Dumb bitch. Yeah, remember she thought it was the other people fighting. He's and like, then no, he that literally, never she literally happened. watched them switch like in front of her, and then and everybody in the masses just 
Ignorance is strength. Yeah, and we talked about that before. It yeah. took him like a second to like. Remember, you were like doing the fist like this, and I was doing like the claw. Like oh, I thought yeah. it was like this, and you're like, no, I think it's like like the, the like the bump, fist pumping. pump. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes more sense because they're like rah rah rah, you know. Yeah. But it like took them a second to switch over, but not very long. No. And that shows like, like yeah. how much they're really brainwashed. Yeah. So yeah, no, they are totally brainwashed, and they just believe whatever. Um, so, yeah, they, like um, like Heather said, they're in a, we're in a stalemate. There yeah. hasn't been a real war in 30 or 40 years. And um, they just they just keep at war just to keep everyone in a constant state of fear. And the c- citizens of each country, so remember how I said that they're like triplets? Yeah. So citizens of each country can't talk to the other citizens except war prisoners and colored s- slaves. And they're yeah. not allowed to know each other's languages. They have zero communications. They keep them, like, in a little bubble. and mm-hmm. Like, a little bubble world. Mm-hmm. And even some of the disputed territories are only allowed to have bombs cross the borders. Yeah. So people aren't even allowed to cross just bombs. So it's, like, it's crazy. And then, um, li- but life on all the states were the same. The philosophies of each country, Oceania had Ingsog. Eurasia had neo Bolshevism. <laughs> I was just looking at that word, too. And East Asia had death worship. Whatever. But it's all the same. Yeah. So no, and nobody would gain... There's no advantage. It's mm-hmm. all the same. They're, they're all three the same. There's no advantage to war. The other than to keep the masses... Under control. Yeah, because... And it, at peace. It, there would be no advantage by There's doing no so. There's no advantage. Yeah. So, um, it's a... This, everywhere there is the same pyramidal... Pyramidal structure. Pyramidal structure. The same worship of a semi-divine leader. The same economy existing by and for continuous warfare. And then it says that their lives are dedicated to world conquest, but they also know that it is necessary that the war should con- continue everlastingly and without victory. Mm-hmm. And if there's no no danger, then they it may uh, about I can't speak. <laughs> um, the fact that there's no danger makes it possible to be like in a denial of reality, which is yeah. the special feature of Ingsoc, which is. Only in um, Oceania. The other ones don't have, like, it's like a special feature of their philosophy. So, you know how everybody, like, so many religions believe in Jesus. Yeah. Or God. Mm-hmm. But they're all, like, kind of different things. Like, Catholics have, like, all the Hail Marys and, you know, mm-hmm. all the saints. But then Lutherans don't. You yeah. know? So, it's like that, that, like, they're all the same basis. But... It's like their own little branch. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, like, going back to, like, one's reality, their reality is the pressure of just the daily struggle of survival. Yeah. Like, just to survive. They want to eat and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Their basic needs because everything is rationed and shit. So they have to eat, drink, shelter, clothing. And then staying yeah, safe they, and not eating poison. I was like, yeah, not eating poison? I know. That's what I was, I was like. And to avoid swallowing poison or stepping out of a two, top story window. Like, what? Are yeah. they just so brainwashed they'll just walk out the window? 
Like, how much in a fog are there? They're just going to keep walking? Like, they don't have a sense to stop? I, I think, uh, yes. I think that they <laughs> I mean, might. Like, like that's, a, that's like, it? a really, that's, that's, yeah. It's, it's a consequence of being in a constant state of stupidity. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like... Okay. So it says that all rulers of all ages have tried to impose a false view of the world upon their followers. So that's what these philosophies are. And in philosophy or religion or ethics or politics, two and two might make five. But when one is designing a gun or an airplane, they had to make four. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that their, their philosophies are fucked up. They don't yeah. make sense. No. But they know that the top people know that. The one part that I really, like, highlighted that I liked the sentence, it said, the city, citizens of Oceana is like a man. a man in interstellar space who has no way of knowing which direction is up and which is down, which makes That's sense. That's exactly yeah, what I highlighted. I know, because I'm like, ooh, interstellar space already got I know, my attention. I know, we already watched that. I know, we watched that movie. That got my attention, but then also, yeah, they'll just walk out the freaking window. That yeah. makes sense. yeah. They don't know which is up, which is... And they keep them in just an absolute state of disarray, confusion. So, mm-hmm. Oh, and there, here's an analogy that I liked about the war. The war, therefore, if we judge it by the standards of previous wars, is merely an imposter. It is like the battles between certain ruminant animals whose horns are set at such an angle that they are incapable of hurting one another. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's they can never hurt each other because they're like it's there's yeah. no point. There's yeah. absolutely no point. So the um, the object of the war is not to to make or prevent conquest of territory, but to keep the stru- structure of society intact. And it says that a peace that was truly permanent would be the same as a permanent war. This is the inner meaning of the party slogan, war is peace. Yep. So now we know what they're freaking Now we know what that is. is. Yeah. yeah. So now we know what ignorance is strength and war is peace. Mm-hmm. And war is peace because they can never hurt each other. So it makes sense. Yeah. It's all fake. It's yeah. just to manipulate and fuck with the, with the, mm-hmm. with the regular people. Yeah. Because it sounds like it contradicts itself, but, but mean, it does, but it doesn't. But being Once in a constant state, yeah, what the point of it is, it's so crazy. So then... But the people don't feel like that. They feel like they're always at war. Yeah. The masses. Yeah. But the, but, but the people who are, quote, unquote, taking care of them, the party, knows that they're safe. So if the people... Except they're not the, safe. But if the people just woke up and really saw what was happening, that there's nothing really to worry about. Yeah. Which is why we have this podcast. Help people wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> um, so Winston stops reading. So we are not done with the Brotherhood book. But now but we're done with, with this part that three part, of yeah. it. Yeah. So now um, he's in, he's still in uh, Mr. Charrington's upper apartment, the little room that he rents out to be alone with Julia. And um, so he's safe, and he hears Julia coming, and the book fascinated him and more exact and reassured him. And that's when I wrote like, "Oh my God, he's like finally feeling like he's not crazy." Mm-hmm. 
And then he hears Julia's footsteps, and he's like, I've got the book. And he, she's just like, oh, you got it? Cool, dude. Like, And she just, like, knelt down beside him and started to make coffee. Because you know mm-hmm. why? Julia's a bitch. I'm over the Julia thing. He needs to new, find a new person. Julia is... I just wrote... I wrote, fucking Julia. She's always so uninterested. And anything that he's, like, interested in, she's like, eh. I wrote... What did I write? Julia, crazy bitch or Julia's a bitch? Something bitch? Oh, lazy bitch. Lazy <laughs> bitch. I wrote lazy bitch. Because she was, he was like, she was like tootling around and then she like lays down and he can tell that she's like about to fall asleep. And then she goes, um, he's like, hey dude, like we gotta, we gotta read this, sweetie. Let's like, you gotta read the book. We only have like five days left, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she, um, and she says, oh, Read it aloud. That's the best way. Then you can explain it to me as you go. And I'm like, bitch. Yeah, because it said she was already laying down and she was already at the point of falling asleep. So she didn't even care because, like, if that was Winston, he's like, look, I got the book. I got the book. And she's like, oh, cool. She made herself some coffee, laid down, got to take a rest. Instead of, like, yeah. So that's where we're going to end. And then we are going to. But he does. He listens to her. Yeah, he does. He starts reading. Yeah. She's got him wrapped around her little finger. I think he just misses the, like, I don't know, just, like, the human interaction because he hasn't had human interaction since he fucking stole candy from his little sister when he was 12. <laughs> oh, my God. I came back an and asshole. They're, they're all assholes. fucked up. <laughs> well, look how they were raised. I don't know. How were they raised? We don't even know that much. Like, raised Winston, by the party. They were raised Winston, by the party. Not, he no. didn't even have his mom or anything. They disappeared, and he didn't have that a dad. Is, he was, like, 12 when they disappeared. Still, you people have abandonment issues at that age and stuff. But he was an asshole before they left. That's true. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is. All right, well, join us next Monday, and we are two-thirds of the way done with the book. We're on page 202. So we're almost done with it. We'll be done with it in about five more months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's see. What was our original August 14th? Yeah, but that's where already like... September 14th, I think, is what we said. Yeah, we don't know. We'll figure it out, though. And we're glad you're along for the ride with us. Yes, thank you so much for listening in. And don't forget to... Share, like, subscribe, and follow us so you can get notifications when we post new episodes. Because we are going to be posting random, not just Monday, Thursdays. We have our bonus episodes and our phenomenal fan experiences slash encounters. We haven't decided. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.